0: Hello top of the list listeners. I am your host Dom here with my other host R.B. What's up everybody? And today we will be talking about the Marvel Disney Plus series Moon Knight. Of course uh, this one just finished last week. The finale premiered last Wednesday. Um, I do want to note here before we start we do have a pressing movie review that is out. A big blockbuster movie in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But hey. There's a lot of spoilers out. You know, we want to take our time. We want to make sure everybody gets a chance to see it because RB and I, we like diving right into the big plot oh, points. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. We like going right into the spoilers. So next week we're going to give you everyone an extra week to get around to the theater and go and check out Dr. Strange. And next episode, we're going to be talking Dr. Strange. So for this week, we're going to be talking Moon Knight. We're going to be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen Moon Knight, hit the pause button. Go check out Moon Knight and then come back and we'll talk about what the ramifications are for Moon Knight. So I'm going to hand it over to RB for his general thoughts on the series as a whole.
1: Yeah, so Moon Knight, this was one that uh, that caught me by surprise. I, I wasn't expecting much. I knew nothing about the Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant character as Moon Knight. Uh, the trailer looked really neat, looked like a Marvel sort of first try it psychological thriller horror which we knew for a fact that dr strange would be as well so interested to see this as a first attempt before going to see dr strange the series came out and uh, i think they did a really good job this was unlike most marvel series and films as well uh i thought oscar isaac hit his role out of the park truly incredible to see his depth of acting because i really hadn't seen him as anything but poe dameron uh as well as uh, uh, the rest of the great cast, uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, amongst others, Mae Cal- Um So yeah, I, I really like this series. Uh, there were some episodes that fell flat and some episodes that were incredible, including one that I know we're going to talk about that I think we both agree has been the best MCU series episode uh, since these started coming out uh, in late 2020 or early 2021. But for me, overall, as a series, I'm going to give this an eight and a half out of 10. I really enjoyed this series. Um, there's some nitpicks here or there, but this is the first series that I've given above an eight. Uh, this is better than great. This is a must-see series for, I would say, not just die-hard MCU fans, but for the casual MCU fans. There are a lot of topics in this film that are hit that I think are relatable to even those who are non-typical MCU fans.
0: I, I'm right there with you, RB. I'm I'm gonna give this one an eight and a half as well. It's above great, like you said. Um I think that I gave Hawkeye a nine. I'm not sure. I, I would have to go chip back and check my score, but I do think that it's about even with Hawkeye, if not, you know, just a little bit below Hawkeye. Cause one uh one thing we do wanna start off with here as you know you said you have a few nitpicks overall i love this show but i do have to say a little confusing at the first start of these for like probably first two or three episodes i'd say yeah a lot's going on that you're not fully on you know on board with you're not fully um filled in on all the information so um a bit of a slow start but like you said i think what kind of holds the show together is just the incredible acting by oscar isaac i mean Anytime we get something like uh, this is, reminds me a lot of uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie split yes. where we got someone playing multiple personalities, completely opposite personalities talking to themselves. And, you know, it was really great to see whenever an actor can pull that off. And they did it really well in this one. So um, one thing I do want to note in this one, like you said, RB, this felt more like a horror aspect, just like we're uh, about to talk about in Doctor Strange next week. Um, I think they went far with this one. You know, this is one of the few MCU heroes that actively goes out and kills people in the comics, right? There's a lot of great imagery that I've seen from comic book covers of Moon Knight holding his, you know, moon scythe weapons, and they're covered in blood. You know, this this is a bloody character in the comics. And um, I think they delivered on that. There was a lot of blood, more uh, violence in this one than I expected. And I appreciated that. So Absolutely. eight and a half.
1: Yeah, and 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 that seems to be the the route that Marvel is going in this whatever we want to call it saga. This is not the Infinity Saga anymore, but we're going a lot darker. And I, I personally don't know if uh you know what the plans are with a character like Venom or Morbius, uh but but that seems to be the idea, um, without any spoilers to Doctor Strange as well. But um yeah, it, it, I thought this was a completely that. That's how you had to take this home, you know. I, I'm not sure, and that's how I'm feeling about a lot of these new MCU characters, how they are going to fit in the grand spectrum of the thing. Grand spectrum of things, you know, a la the well, the Eternals. You know, that's another one that sort of left me head scratching. But as a standalone movie or a standalone TV show, in the case of Moon Knight, I really enjoyed it, and I'm along for the ride, which is I think what's important about the MCU. I, I think. When these films uh, first started coming out in the Infinity Saga, there was a point where they kept adding and adding new characters, and I couldn't see how it was coming together to be what eventually became Endgame. Uh, and at certain points, I didn't care because it seemed to be the same material used over and over again. Uh, I got back into it obviously as more came out. I think right around Civil War time, I went back and rewatched everything. Uh, here though, I'm I'm not fa- feeling that yet. I'm feeling locked in, I wanna see how everything comes together between the Eternals and Moon Knight, uh, amongst other characters. So I enjoyed this. I think we should now probably go into breakdowns of episodes and I think there were really two different types of episodes in this series. We have our first three or four episodes that deal with us discovering who is Mark Spector slash uh, Steven Grant And then we have our episode, I mean, midway through this series, spoiler alert, Stephen Grant, Mark Spector dies.
0: Big twist. And
1: we are left to say, what, what is going on? And we get this great imagery before, I think it was before episode five. So episode four, he dies and he's in this, you know, what we assume is a psych hospital. You know, after he gets shot, we pull away. We see that you know, there's a movie of Stephen Grant, this adventurer playing. And we see him still sort of cognizant of Stephen Grant and Mark Spector there. But then, you know, we start seeing sarcophaguses. I hope that's correct. And, yeah, you know, Egyptian (laughs) runes. So we know something's a little bit off ended with the, the hippopotamus spirit. Is that Tawaret?
0: Yeah. Tomaret or something like that. Yeah. At
1: that point I'm like, what is happening? Like, we just went from a show about a guy who has split personalities to something completely different, and the follow-up with episode five, which I think is the apex of MCU TV show episodes, just hit it out of the ballpark.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, those first episodes one, two, and three, and most of four were very reminiscent of, like you were saying, like we get like this uh, Stephen Grant TV show at revealed at the end of episode four and that's kind of like the basis of Stephen grant's persona that's and we learned that in episode five but um that itself is um a parody on indiana jones and um you know some aspects of the mummy in there as well uh and i think that episodes one two and three played it close to that genre you know, globe-trotting adventure, um, kind of like Uncharted, a movie reviewed, a uh, quick plug for that. We have a review out for that on our podcast as well. Um, and it was playing it more like an adventure series in these first three and a half episodes. And then I loved the tonal shift when we get into the psych hospital and we don't know what's real and what's not for a long time. And we're figuring things out and we're, and I think this was great because, the show set up so many questions. And that was my problem with these first three and a half episodes is I have more questions than answers. Yeah. And then I was like, "Well, are they actually going to be able to deliver on all the answers I want? And then episode five came around and they answered everything. And I was immediately locked in and not just from a story aspect, but from an emotional aspect with the characters, like we were saying before RB, I kind of felt a little bit for Stephen Grant, not so much for Mark Spector after episode five, the bond between these two characters was stronger than ever. I felt locked in totally. Um, there was a great, lots of uh, exposition in this episode that normally I I think would drag down an episode. They did it in such a beautiful way where we could watch everything instead of just being told directly what happened. I yeah. thought it was perfect. Couldn't so, couldn't yeah.
1: have said it better myself. The way they explain it, taking us through, you know, Stephen Grant's sort of his exploration and his discovery of his creation through Mark Spector's memories were truly incredible um, through, you know, the, the probably, what was it? The undercarriage of Tawarit ship as they're navigating, trying to get to the sea of reeds. Yeah. I, I thought that was absolutely incredible. Um, a heart, heart wrenching story that we had the emotional ties we had, we had some action as well. We find out more about our main character. It's something that we've been begging for. And I, you know, I don't think we could really understand. Um, you know, we were very confused on how someone with dis, uh, dissociative identity disorder, which is what uh, Mark Spector has, could globetrot from America and have a full-on life in America to England. But that is explained. and And also to the point where he has his break, you know, where he's not, You know, where the lives start bleeding into each other at his mother's funeral. I I thought there are just so many excellent sequences and scenes in this episode that aren't a superhero show, that are as if we are watching a drama of of someone's strife. And the way Oscar Isaac plays it is incredible, both as Alan Grant and Mark Spector.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Alan Grant? Stephen Grant,
0: sorry. Stephen Grant, yeah. Alan
1: Grant is from Jurassic Park, which I'm sure we will be (laughs) reviewing at some point
0: oh yeah definitely um yeah i i couldn't said it better myself rb and another scene i loved in episode five too is we get to see how mark specter became moon knight i thought that was a cool sequence as well where we learned that he was on the brink of death and um moon knight uh or i guess conchu yes thank you conchu kind of puts him into this uh backsided backhanded deal you know he says you know i'll save your life if you become my slave essentially and, um, that's what it really is for majority of the show is it's a, he's enslaved Mark Spector. And, you know, part of you wants to say, okay, well, konshu maybe he'll eventually be the good guy. And he is kind of a good guy, but in the end, he's really abusing Mark and Steven in this, uh, and, and their, uh, their disorder. So I, I think that all these characters have lots of different sides to them by the end of the show that we, we, uh, we got to see, um,
1: I just, I just yeah. want to jump back real quickly as well. Someone who I think deserves credit in this element. He's one of my favorite voice actors is F Murray Abraham who did the voice of Khonshu. Yeah. Uh, he's been a lot recently. Uh, I love dogs. He, he voiced the main, the main dog amongst other, I think he just has one of the coolest voices in all of cinema right now as a, oh, as a totally. voiceover actor. So I thought totally. he was awesome. I wanted to give him a shout out there. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. He's, he's awesome in this. And, um, Uh, one thing that I did want to point out that, you know, this show even appealed to me, a diehard, you know, I love all the the intricacies, the little tiny Easter eggs that they put in these shows. And, um, in, at the beginning of episode five, we're talking to the hippopotamus spirit, uh, to to or whatever to to wear it. Yeah. Yeah. To wear it. And, um, she even explains what the fields of reeds is, what this ship that they're driving Mm. on the, you know, Egyptian desert. and it's just one interpretation of the afterlife. And she says, like the ancestral plane, yep. connecting it over to Black Panther, bringing all bringing the MCU into this show. And I felt everything was more connected than ever after that. And I was I was really pleased to see that.
1: Yep. That mention was right at the beginning of episode five and started us off with with a hook, to say the least, to, to pull us in. And it, it kept us in the whole time. Now, here is my one nitpick where I, I won't not can give it a nine or a ten. How did you feel about the finale, the follow-up to episode five? I thought it was good, but it didn't quite get me there like episode five did. And that kind of left, I wouldn't say a sour taste in my mouth, but you want to show to Apex, I feel like, at the end in the finale. And this show, Apex, at episode five, which was a 10 out of 10, and then went down to like an eight out of 10 or a seven and a half out of 10, which is by no means a bad episode. But how do you feel about it going with, what felt like a much slower finale than what we got in the penultimate episode, episode five.
0: I'm right there with the RB. Like you said, you know, episode five is like a 10 out of 10 and then it just lowered down itself to a good episode. Not, not by any means a bad episode, but just the finale just kind of wrapped things up. And here's, here's why I think I, I feel this way. And I think you feel this way. I'm, I'm kind of sick of these Disney plus shows only having six episodes, yes. you know, one division had nine and that did a lot You know, that was good that there was nine episodes. Um, I want to draw back to one of the best, or I think the best superhero show ever. And that's Daredevil. You know, it's on Disney Plus now. Every season has 13 episodes. The story is able to unfold in front of you over these 13 episodes. And like you said, RB, the finale is the climax. Every finale for Daredevil is absolutely incredible. Um, So I'm hoping that they start learning from those uh, Netflix Marvel shows and making these series a little longer. I think this could have used at least another episode. Absolutely. You know, to pull us in a little more. Um, It did deliver on the action. It felt more Marvel when we have two superheroes in their costumes fighting the bad guy. I thought that felt more like a Marvel, uh, what we're familiar with than anything. And um, yeah, so the finale did slow us down a little bit left us on a bit of a cliffhanger too as well there at the end and uh we'll see where it goes
1: yeah so that's that's what i wanted to probably wrap up with on this episode unless you have more to say is yeah, absolutely the, the ending my understanding was dr dr um help me out here it's even great
0: character oh uh Hera.
1: Dr. Harrow, and that whole projection of the the psych hospital was the projection after Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant had died. Yes. But then we find out at the end of that episode that that's all very real. And that's what confused me a bit. So, I mean, you have more experience with this than me. Can you explain that a little bit more? Because that's what threw me off is I thought the whole time this was just a projection in, in Mark's mind.
0: Which, but then we find out that the only- psych hospital, yes. This, yeah, so the psych hospital is, is exactly like he said. Um, the whole uh, when he's sitting one on one with Dr. Harrow and they're recounting his memories and everything, that is exactly like he said, a way of um, you know, kind of coping mechanism to deal with all his uh tragic memories, and that's why it appeared as a psych hospital. And then um, the real, quote unquote, aspect of it was the Egyptian afterlife when they're on the boat. And that is, um, you know, leading into the, you know, the human world, which is where the main fight happens. So. Right. The, so was, yeah. was
1: Harrow the whole time in Egypt or was Harrow the, the doctor? In Egypt.
0: That- in Egypt. So the, the doctor Harrow himself was just a creation of Mark's mind.
1: OK. But then, so is Harrow still alive? Because let's talk about the post credit scene then. We have Harrow taken. Is it Harrow taken to the limousine, correct? Yeah. In the psych hospital. Yes. And he's taken into a limousine where Konshu is. And he says, you know, and the they respect. kill him. And he, well, he doesn't kill him. Jake Lockley. Jake kills
0: Lockley him. kills him, the third personality. The third
1: persona. <laughs> yeah. And that just threw that threw me off so much. I, I was, what is real? What is, sick? you know, Conchu is sitting there in a limo. You know, we didn't realize that people could see Conchu unless they were, I thought they couldn't see him unless he was their avatar or they had avatars. It was, it just, that threw me for a loop. Well,
0: yeah. So Harrow had been Conchu's avatar previously. Correct. Yeah. And I don't think that he saw him necessarily, um, but maybe there's a new power there where he can now appear to people. Um, right. I'm, I'm not sure. But, but he's dead
1: now, right?
0: But Harrow's, Harrow's dead.
1: Harrow's dead. Okay. Harrow's
0: dead. Lockley kills him. That's it for Ethan Hawke's character. Um, as far as a third personality goes, uh, I think they did a good job at hinting to it a little bit here and yeah. there previously in the show. And um, I think my my understanding of it is is that when Mark and Stephen broke the pact with konshu at the end of the finale, mm. right? After all these events, after this big battle and they, you know, save the day and everything and they stopped the giant alligator spirit, <laughs> um, that, which was kind of cool to see those two giant spirits yeah, fighting. Yeah,
1: the, the, the imagery was beautiful between the fight between uh, Mark Spector and Harrow and then in the background, way above uh, the fight between... Khonshu and Alligator Spirit, whose name I'm not remembering.
0: Yeah, I I can't remember it for the life of me I'll I'll,
1: I'll find it, I'm sure. But yeah, go ahead.
0: So after that big battle, we get um, Mark and Steven breaking the pact, and they had always thought that they wanted uh, Lila, right? Right. To be the next – Khonshu wanted Lila to be the next Avatar, when all along, really, it was Mark and Steven – um, giving up their inheritance of this uh, Conchu—that uh, that's what Conchu wanted all along—was them to give it up because Jake Lockley wants to be the sole purveyor of the Moon Knight. So, yeah, I I, I do have some questions, and we haven't gotten confirmation on if there's going to be a season two. I really hope there is going to be a season two, but um, bit of a cliffhanger there to leave it on. Like I said, could have used another episode. Definitely
1: just looking at the news. It's all sort of all over the place. You know, at first they're saying moon Knight potentially getting his own feature film. We've also heard uh, people expressing interest in returning for a second season, if it is possible, but yeah, nothing confirmed yet. Just that we have another awesome character in the MCU and we're really excited to see how it all comes together.
0: That's my kind of big takeaway here at the end of the episode, RB is that I, I, I get why you're hesitant to jump in on phase four of the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not like phases one, two, and three where almost every installment was another piece of the puzzle. And then finally, when we got to Infinity War, all the pieces had fit together and we got to see the conclusion of that. They're not doing that again. It's making it very clear to me. They're not doing that in, in phase four. Um, in phase four, they're focusing more on solo adventures you know just kind of like standalone stories building out the mcu further expanding the universe like phase one did you know expanding the universe and i think by the time we're done with phase four we're going to finally get the start of the puzzle i don't think we've gotten even close to starting the puzzle yet what what do you think
1: yeah well that's that's what i got to remind myself and you've reminded me of this as well as other friends that i've gone and seen and talked about these movies with you know when we watched Iron Man or, or Thor or Captain America, we, we knew it was building to the Avengers, obviously, but then we brought in characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man. And for people who aren't diehard Marvel comic fans, like my, you know, I, I am not a diehard comic fan, I'm a fan of the films. I didn't know how those were all going to fit in, and it was brought in real nicely. I want to say. Oh, I knew that this was all building. They were all going to team up, but I I didn't know how Ant-Man was going to fit in. You know, Ant-Man's a wacky guy in San Francisco. How's that going to work out? Or Black Panther in, in, uh, in Wakanda or, you know, the guardians of the galaxy who are quite literally light years away, but I mean, they tied it all together nicely. And I've, I've got to just have uh, the trust in Kevin Feige and his team that this is going to all come together and, Just be along for the ride like I was for the first, what was it, 10 or 15 years and keep it going because uh, at this point I've devoted so much time into it, I'm not going to (laughs) walk away from it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. So I think that by the time we're done with this first phase, you know, phase four of movies and this next saga, I think we'll finally get to the part that you and I are both looking forward to, which is everything is building towards a massive event like Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And I think we will get to that. I don't think we're there yet but we are going to get there. So stay tuned next week, everybody, when we talk about Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, which, you know, greatly ties into this topic that we're discussing right now. We'll further elaborate by what that means next week and we'll talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen Dr. Strange, don't tune in next week, make sure that you watch it before you tune in to top of the list. Um, If you want to find us, you can find us on Spotify google podcasts and apple podcasts um just type in top of the list and we'll be right there you'll see our faces are bitmojis and um <laughs> and you can also find us on twitter our all that information is down below you can find links to both rb's twitter and my twitter and um we just kind of retweet what we like uh, throughout the week any news that we think is pretty interesting uh cobra kai getting a earlier yeah. than anticipated season release so yeah. Stay tuned on Twitter when we'll be retweeting that kind of stuff. Do you want to be in on the loop? Um, am I forgetting anything, RB?
1: No, I, I, I think you're good. Uh, oh, don't forget, you know, five-star review. If you can, if you liked us and be sure to leave some comments as well. Uh, anything you'd like to see us review or what your thoughts were on Moon Knight.
0: Awesome. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.
1: Later.